Hey everyone, this is Manav from Swishes and Dishes. On this episode, I chat with my friend Alvin about the play in tournaments. We ended up having a really great and also long conversation, so I split it up into two different episodes. The first episode, we break down the West matchups, and in the second episode, we break down the East. This is an episode you definitely don't want to miss, so tune in and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Swishes and Dishes, a podcast covering the most interesting stories from the world of basketball. Today, we're going to dive into the play-in tournaments, and you know I couldn't do this alone, something as interesting as these, these interesting matchups. So I brought on a very special guest, introducing basketball mind extraordinaire, Alvin. Welcome to the pod. Oh my, that's... Uh... That's an introduction I was not expecting. I'm not sure I can be considered an uh, extraordinaire, <laughs> but uh, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, these uh, my first time bringing a guest on, so I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to hype it up. I'm trying to keep it exciting. But and uh... hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's my uh, it's my it's my dream to be on a basketball podcast, and you have realized my dream. So I'm very grateful. Yay! Okay, let's let's make it let's make it count then. Um, before we dive into the playing tournament and even explain the structure of it, I want to surprise you with some basketball trivia. Oh, all right, trivia right off the bat. Okay, let's see uh, how much of an extraordinaire I am. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too difficult, but some of it is some of it is related to this season, and some of it is uh, some older trivia. Um, okay. First question: Which team has currently has the longest playoff streak? In the NBA, oh, that's that's a good one. Uh, well, it's not the Raptors. Um, so yeah, it was like the Spurs for a bo- long, long time, but they missed that one probably like last year or something. Mm-hmm. And then it was Houston, but then now Harden's gone. Are you are we considering this year? Yeah, no, like as of right now. Oh man, uh, longest for the playoffs oh okay my guess is Boston how close am I the source I have is saying the Blazers at 7 Oh. but I'm also wondering okay. how close are the Celtics to this I think maybe part of it is because they're not they're not confirmed for the playoffs so it's not it's not set in stone because oh, they're, they're still competing okay. for it. So that, that right. might also be into That's it. Cool. If they made the playoffs, let's say they get into like the 8th seed or 7th seed or whatever, that would have been since, I don't know, that I, when was that IT year? That uh, is oh, year? Must no, but been... even if they make the playoffs, it's, so yeah. the, the, the first, they started making the playoffs, not started, but this, this streak started in 2015. The, yeah. the Blazers streak started okay. in 2014, so the Blazers still take oh. one year. Hey, that's pretty close. That's pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Um, who was the 2003 MVP? 2003. Uh, no Googling. Wow. <laughs> um, well, I think with Duncan. I think it was the back-to-back Duncan year. Because uh, 02 was Duncan as well. Because 01 was Shaq, 02 Duncan, 03 Duncan. 
I'm gonna go with Duncan. That's correct. Yeah, Duncan's Duncan's yeah. the three MVP. Hey, hey. Uh, <laughs> Hall of Famer, Tim Duncan. <laughs> I know, yes. That was he just got inducted. Oh, well, I guess he got inducted last year, but uh, officially inducted this year. Yeah. And then final trivia question. Which NBA player has seven championships and has played for three teams? And it's and hint, it's not... And No, it's one with three different teams. And no, it's not. It's not Danny Green. <laughs> uh, seven, well, that's Robert Ory, right? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that was, that was yeah. I always didn't get this, but once yeah, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's the yeah, the Houston, the Rock. Uh, oh no, Houston Spurs. And oh, what was that last one? <laughs> it's a big franchise. Oh boy, it's one of the teams we're talking about. In the oh, Lakers. Lakers. Lakers, yeah, 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 yeah. Big shot, Bob. <laughs> that's what they would call him. That that's it. That's, that's it. Nickname. Big shot, Bob. Oh man. So yes, congrats! You have passed the trivia. You have made it. You have. Uh, if you didn't pass trivia, I don't know. I, I might have had to find another guest, but you're, you're good to go. <laughs> hey, two out of three. That is a good pass. That is a <laughs> solid pass. Yeah, dude. Um, okay, so let's jump into the play-in. But I mean, some people listening might not even know what the play-in tournament is. Uh, how how would you explain it? And uh, yeah, yeah. Basically, what is the play-in tournament? So, yeah, the play-in, so the NBA wanted to fiddle with some stuff, and they, they actually started fiddling with some uh, a concept of this, of this last season, or mm-hmm. the last season in a bubble, mm-hmm. where they had um, basically this uh, single elimination game to, to get to, you know, the final spot of the playoffs. Um, and they kind of expanded it this year uh, as they implemented it kind of right in the beginning of the season so that teams will know um, later on that this is actually the format. So it's basically a kind of a double elimination tournament uh, where the seven, eight, nine, and 10 seeds in each conference uh, aren't guaranteed to, well, the seven and eight aren't guaranteed to make the playoffs anymore. They have to go through this double um, elimination tournament to get into those final two spots um, in the playoffs. What happens is 7, 8, play a game, 9, 10, play a game. Uh, the winner of 7 and 8 becomes a 7 seed, so they're automatically into the playoffs, whereas the 9 and 10 seeds uh, have to win the, their matchup and then beat out the loser of the 7, 8 seed to get in on their end. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good rundown. Um, Le- LeBron, who was one of the, it seemed like he was one of the early fans actually of the plan. I think when it, when the concept was first, kind of teased a few years ago, um, and not unsurprisingly, he, <laughs> now that his team is actually has to compete in the plan, he is not happy about it. <laughs> so uh, I yeah. thought that was a little funny. Or yeah, just it, his... it is pretty funny because uh, I think last season in the bubble he also wasn't a big fan of it. Mm. Um, Remember, he, he had to play the Blazers, who were in that play-in tournament, right? Um, and he was complaining that they had too much time to rest. Go <laughs> mm. out, so, you know, he can't please this guy. <laughs> he's in the playoff tur- or play-in tournament, and he's playing all these games, and he's complaining about it. 
or if you give him all these refs so you can just watch the play in tournament, he's going to complain about it. So what are you going to do? <laughs> but yeah, dude, speaking of the Lakers, they are one of the teams in the West that are competing for a playoff spot. So I thought maybe we could uh, we could start with the West in terms of looking at the matchups and uh, basically giving our our predictions or or well doing some analysis and then giving our predictions of who we think will will be that final lock for the seven and eight seed. Yeah, no, the West is uh, definitely the more entertaining conference in terms of playing tournament. So this is a good place to start. Oh yeah. Okay, so that first matchup between the seven and eight seeds, the Lakers and the Warriors. This happens on Wednesday, so in two days from now, as of time recording. Um, and as I'm, as I'm sure you're aware, both of these teams are really hot right now, at least at least win streak wise. The Lakers have are on a five win, five game win streak, and the Warriors are on a six game win streak. Steph Curry has been on fire lately, dropping oh, over yeah. 46 on the Grizzlies yesterday. Uh, the Lakers beat the Pelicans, so it's going to be a fun, entertaining game. I'm I'm curious. Who are you? How do you look at that matchup, and who do you who would you who are you taking? Well, to start off, I know this is the first official year of the play-in tournament, but if the play-in tournament continues past the season until you know whatever, uh, I am pretty confident right now saying that this Lakers team might be the best ever to ever participate in this play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Because I, I just can't imagine another reigning champion with a LeBron and AD level players on their team that that fall into a play-in tournament. Like, I, I don't think in the future there will be any team of this caliber that has to play for their playoff lives. Uh, that's why I'm going to pick the Lakers. I, I, honestly, it's if you just look at the talent, they... It's logically, it's just they they should steamroll this Warriors team. There is there's no doubt that this Lakers team is built better. They have more talent. Um, they probably have better chemistry too. They've, uh, most of their core guys are you know they've played they won the championship last year. Uh, whereas this Warriors team, you know, they're running out a bunch of uh, some some guys that aren't so well known. You know, um, Lakers are running out like. Uh, Montres Harrell, Gasol, and then Golden State's got like, you know, Michael Mulder, you know, shout out Canadian boy, uh, and Damian Lee. Like, I'm not trying to shade these guys, but I, they're just, it's just, it's just another level. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, the West is always really competitive. I remember on some last days of the season, um, it's like seeds like four through through nine sometimes were were undecided until the final day of the season so i i do i do i I agree though this i'm surprised this lakers team is in the plan um they actually tied with the blazers but the blazers had the tiebreaker so the blazers got the six seed the lakers got the seven but yeah this lakers team is strong if it wasn't for injuries i think they would have had a much better record so i i do agree with you i think the they're their team is actually better than their record shows but i i just to make it a little bit interesting i think if you're watching the the warriors lately it looks like steph curry is unstoppable like you can put anyone on him and it looks like he's just dancing on you he's gonna drop 40 um and he knows that you know he doesn't want he doesn't want to get that eight seed 
So he he might be, I don't know, maybe he's uh he'll put a magical performance on, on Wednesday too. So could be a close game. Um initially I was when I was looking at this matchup, I was okay, so I like as a fan, I actually I actually want to see the the Warriors win this. And I'll explain why. Oh. I'll explain why. Wow. Uh, I'll explain okay. why. Um, LeBron, I'm sure you remember some of the slander LeBron had toward the Jazz um, around the <laughs> around the All Star break. If right. if the Lakers lose this game and they let's say they drop to eighth, who who are they facing in the in the first round? Huh? Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, some some team in Utah. <laughs> it's not it's not Mike Malone and and John Stockton, but it's the Utah Jazz. So I thought I thought that would be a fun little a little, you know, there's some not rivalry, but there was some drama there earlier in the season. I'm sure the Jazz are a little bit you have a chip on their shoulder saying, you know, why are you disrespecting this franchise? And you know LeBron doesn't care. You know, LeBron's like, we're gonna beat you anyway. So I thought that would be fun. And then I thought Warriors Warriors Suns, I thought would also just be a fun, fast paced matchup between between these two teams. So as a fan, I think that I was kind of hoping the the Warriors would win, and I was I was trying to talk myself into it, but okay. but yeah, I do I I do think like as a from an analysis point of view, like if I was betting money on this game, I would yeah. I would think the I would say the Lakers are winning, and even the matchups they've had this season, the Lakers wins even without some game some of them without LeBron or AD, they haven't they've been blowouts they haven't been that close either, so so yeah I think I think uh, you're you're right with us in terms of. Uh, in terms of the Lakers taking it. Yeah, no, you brought up a good point. They they started out the season 21 and 6, the Lakers did. Wow. And then that's when AD got hurt. Mm. And this 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 record I I wholeheartedly believe is only because AD got hurt. And I think it was like two or three weeks later LeBron got hurt. Mm-hmm. They, they've been out like half the season and to uh, to honestly to for them to still be in a top eight seed while their best guys have been out for like you know 50 60 percent of the season is i think is a testament of how deep their team is and they added drummond you know uh gasol i don't know if you watched i was watching that last game they played uh against the pelicans it felt like every time gasol touched the ball in the high post it was just back cut score back cut score it's just same thing repeat if he runs that second unit i think that's gonna be uh they're they're in for a long long playoff run if this all can be like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they they've, they've definitely got a a strong cast uh, one one through ten or one through one through the, the whole team just top to bottom. Okay, cool. So I think we I think this matchup is good. It's gonna be super. I think this is I'm mo- I'm probably most excited for this matchup. But let's uh let's look to gr- the next one Grizzlies Spurs so nine ten. Uh, okay. Both of the teams. So Grizzlies are actually five games better than the Spurs. Both teams are sort of on losing streaks. Um, Spurs have lost four. Grizzlies have lost one. Um, Spurs have a losing record, <laughs> thirty-three and nine. Grizzlies have a bit of a winning record. Um, do you see? Do you see any any chance that the Spurs can take this, or do you think this is Grizzlies without a doubt? Yeah, like if um, if I had to choose. I think I'm going with Memphis. Now, San Antonio has such a weird team this year. Like, they have a bunch of players that I like. Um, they're 
if I had to make a comparison, uh, we're, we're going to talk about Indiana in the East in mm-hmm. a bit, but they their team just feels like um, like an Indiana team, just kind of like their younger guys are a little bit younger and maybe not as fully developed. Like I, I there's there's a bunch of guys there I like, but I just don't like their team. I like their guys, but I don't like their team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they're you know they're just middle of the road for actually not even middle of the road. They're like below average for an offense and defense. Uh, you know, Memphis is I think sixth in defense this year, and you know if they play like that, San Antonio just doesn't have enough offense um, to compete now now one one little wrinkle i like is uh uh our boy uh jacob purtle uh, <laughs> our raptors draft pick jake puddle he, yeah. jake, jake puddle that's right <laughs> uh i think in this series not really this game i think he might be the most important guy for the spurs uh traditional Box scores, you know, whatever his average is, won't really show how good and how impactful of a player this guy is. But um, looking at his uh, advanced stats, this guy is top 25 in defensive plus uh, box score plus minus. He's sixth in block percentage. This is a like top tier rim protector. And with how Morant's playing this year, is uh, I think he's gone kind of through a little sophomore slump. He is, he's maybe scoring a little bit more than last year, but his efficiency has gotten worse, and it feels like his shot isn't there at all. So he's just been driving, 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 and look, he is so fun to watch. He he reminds me of like a young, young Westbrook that just, you know, tries to dunk everything. One worry is I, I think he'll, he lands his jumps like Derrick Rose, mm-hmm. and uh that's something I'm kind of concerned about. So uh, hopefully someone uh, teaches him how to land, because uh, he's he's a bit reckless. But anyways, he he drives a lot, so he kind of lives in the paint. And man, uh, Jakob Pertl can stop that. And you know, if you stop Morant, then you have a better chance, right? Uh, and the thing is, Memphis plays a big guy, uh, Jonas Valanciunas who is having oh, such a good year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so so you don't you're not forced to kind of take Pirtle off the floor, right? Um, now they can go kind of small uh, because Jaron Jackson Jr. is back, but he he hasn't looked the same um, since coming back. He played like I think eleven games. Uh, been pretty rusty. Uh, his his shot is pretty pretty bad. Uh, but they can do that. Memphis can do that. So I think Memphis does like still have the edge because of their lineup flexibility. But watch out for um, Chick Puddle. <laughs> watch out for that guy. <laughs> he, he might single-handedly just stop Morant. And uh, if you take out Morant, then you know anything can happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for this quiz, I mean, both of us were, were in fantasy this year, and dude, the Grizzlies had actually a lot of fantasy. A lot of fantasy studs, I would say, or, or a lot yeah. of good, decent fantasy players. Like I picked up Grayson Allen towards the end. This dude was like making like five plus threes a game. Kyle Anderson's defensive stud, Dylan Brooks, Brandon Clark. So, um, I mean, in this one game, you want you know you you want it where kind of the star takes over. 
but perhaps also they have a supporting cast where if the main dude isn't hitting their shots, um, you know, the rest of the team can kind of pick that up as well. And it's crazy. This Memphis team, like, kudos to their front office. I, I For the past, like, three years, I don't think they've missed on a single draft pick. Like, every single player they have drafted, or even, like, the unsa- uh, undrafted free agents, they have just hit on every single one of them. I feel like they have 12 players on that team who can actually play. Like, like play, if they're on other teams, they, they will and should play meaningful playoff minutes. They, they're they're a really deep team but as you said you know in, in a one one game kind of um you know uh, winner decides all kind of thing being deep doesn't do do you any justice right you're not going to play your 12 guys you're going to play you know probably nine and <laughs> probably ten uh if you're lucky to get there so oh, yeah. we'll uh we'll really have to see about that one of course um so i think we're both taking the grizzlies in this so then, then we have the fight for the eight seed, Warriors and Grizzlies. How's that? Uh, how do you see that going? And they're only they're only one game for the regular season. There's only one game differential between them. And if I look right. at their their matchup in the regular season, I know that's not a a full indicator, but uh, where is that? Oh, I can't find it. Um... Yeah. Well, you know. Um... Again, I think the season's uh, regular season kind of records don't really mean that much this year, especially with all the COVID stuff and just random teams just missing their star guys for like weeks upon weeks and just all the injuries that's happened. And so, you know, record uh, doesn't, you know, doesn't really matter as much, I I believe. Uh, But yeah, I would put Memphis, I think Memphis and Golden State are pretty, pretty neck and neck. Uh, in terms of in terms of how they play now I, I I think Memphis is the better team um but Golden State has a guy named Steph Curry <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah all right so now now what's also really crazy is um do you so so we always talk about Steph Curry you know his uh he's like leading the league in scoring. He's just going bonkers on some games. And look, if he's if he has it that game, it's it's over, right? Mm-hmm. He, what are you gonna throw like five guys at him? Um, and he's probably still gonna like splash one in your face. Uh, but what's really interesting is uh, if you have to guess, Golden State Warriors, where do they place in defense? Oh, I think I, I think I was looking at it. It's pretty low, isn't it? Or wait, wait, or is this a trick question? I thought it was. I thought it was really low. Um, Golden State oh, Warriors yeah. are fifth, fifth <laughs> on defense. That's insane. That's crazy, right? That's, I like, did not realize that. Wow. That's that is something. I was like, whoa. Uh, without looking at like just the stats, I was like, no way, right? Who do they have that defends, right? You, mm-hmm. you think of defense and and it's just Draymond. That's it, right? Who else? Who else defends on this team? Well, they got Uber too. Sorry, who they have? Uh, I mean, Kelly Oubre is considered a above average defender, <laughs> but well, yeah, Wiggins is definitely guess. not. Yeah. Clay, I mean, well, no, see, no, that's that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, Wiggins, it's Wiggins. It's just really weird. I know this is really weird, and it sounds like a homer because we're Canadian. <laughs> and he's our Canadian boy, but Wiggins, oh man, he he has improved on defense. Like this is no joke. Um, it's 
So what him coming out of Kansas, right, when he was drafted, uh, everyone was saying, okay, you know, he's athletic, obviously. Everyone can see that. But they were saying, okay, he, he doesn't have the greatest shot right now, right? He doesn't have the greatest handle, but everyone said. But what he can do is defend. That was his thing. Him coming into the league, everyone said, he might not develop a shot. He might not develop a handle. But we can always count on this guy using his athletic tools to defend. And funny enough, he has never done it until this year. Uh, he, uh, according to, uh, I think, ESPN's defensive real plus minus stat, last year, he was ranked 450. <laughs> That's really 450. Bad. That's terrible. Like, he was, again, like a, such a negative defender. He's, like, 21st this year. Wow. <laughs> that is that is an improvement so uh kudos to uh our canadian maple maple jordan is that what people call him <laughs> yep uh shout out shout out to that guy he's been defending and hey maybe he has a future in this uh warrior system and dude you want to guess how much he's shooting from 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 three this this year he's shooting so well man he is okay he's having a career year uh, I don't know what his three-point percentage is. I think it's almost 40%, right? It's 38, yeah. Ooh, wow. That's... Hey, hey, Wiggins Island. <laughs> <laughs> Wiggins Island. It's... it's uh, Yeah, he's he's only, like, what, 25? You Wait, know? what? Is he really that young? He's, he... he's a young... He's a young dude, man. I think, I think he's younger than me. Oh, man. <laughs> he is? This is sad. He's 26, because he's born in February 26. of 95. Oh, so I think we were born in the same year. I'm mm-hmm. turning 26 this year. Well then, interesting. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't I didn't realize the Warriors were that good defensively, and number six is actually the Grizzlies. So defensively, they're, they're neck-to-neck. Offensively, yeah. the Warriors... Offensively, the, the, the Grizzlies are about average and the Warriors about below average. But again, in a single game, I don't know if that really matters. I think it's just who's hitting their shots, who's dancing, who's who's reaching. It just it's just a matter of the one game. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, if Steph goes nuclear, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who you have. It doesn't matter if you're. It does. I guess it doesn't even matter if you're the Lakers, right? Like the Lakers have the best defense in the league still. <laughs> but uh, I guess if Steph goes nuclear. Like even the Lakers might get a little scared. Yeah, you're right. The Lakers, the, uh, the Lakers do. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's which is kind of crazy, right? You think about it, they're they don't have AD for like you know sixty percent of the season, and they're still number one in defense. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. Yeah. yeah. Again, between the two of them, I think it's pretty neck to neck. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Steph go through it, but I also wouldn't mind seeing a bunch of uh, young guys go in the. Because I don't think they they were cut off last year, weren't they? Do you remember? They they did it, right? They, I think Portland squeezed in, but they they uh, the Grizzlies got squeezed out. Yeah, so it was this whole narrative where because Memphis had the eight seed going into the bubble, and they right. were up like a good three, almost four games up on nine seed, the ninth seed, and then the boys went crazy. Right? Hap- exactly. So what happened was they got to the bubble. Um, and then Jan Jackson got injured mm. and they just started losing games and they actually weren't even the eight seed by the time. I think they were the ninth seed. 
So they lost that one game to the Trailblazers. Remember that Trailblazers, that last game against oh, yeah. the Nets? Where oh, yeah. They were just pulling up from half court, just like every other play. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, look, you weren't, you weren't going to stop Dame. And I think it's going to be the same in this series. You're not going to stop Steph, unfortunately. Uh, they have the blueprint to, I guess, beat this Memphis team and just do, <laughs> do the same thing Dame did uh, last season. Now, they do have Jaron Jackson back, but not sure he's up to speed yet. Yeah, I, I think it's a pretty close a pretty close matchup. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm probably just going to lean towards the Warriors, just because uh, yeah. I think we got a bit of momentum, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Grizzlies had a better showing. Hey everyone, it's Monov again. That officially wraps up part one of the podcast. Go check out part two, where we break down the East. You don't want to miss it.